Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Two Films in a Pod, where Merry Millennials Murder Movies. I'm Justin. And I'm Carly. Uh, this week we went with favorite kids movies, like kids movies from the 90s, uh, that we watched when we were kids. Right, we're going to start off with Justin's pick, which is going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And after that, Carly's pick is going to be a fucking Olsen Twins movie. Called How the West was fun it's not gonna be fun at all actually it will be uh don't forget you can follow us on facebook on twitter at two films and uh, nope on twitter at two films pod and on instagram at two films pod you can also support us on patreon hey patreon hey patreon at patreon.com backslash two films pod our first 10 patrons, no matter what level you choose, will get to run the show for an episode by picking a movie for us. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review us. Thanks. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started on... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, it was made in 1990. The... What is this? Amazon? Yeah, the Amazon mm-hmm. description. It's a three ninety nine rental, or you can purchase it on Amazon right now. Yeah. Uh, the Amazon description is after exposure to radiation for teenage turtles. Michelangelo, Raphael, Leonardo, and Donatello have mutated into ninjas and have begun living in the sewers of a large city. And apparently I have seen this before, but I have a terrible memory. And it was when I was young, but my sister insists that I saw it plenty. So, we'll see. And I first learned to cuss from this movie. I got in trouble when my dad took me to Chuck E. Cheese. I was five, and I said, damn it, because we were playing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade <laughs> game, and I was Raphael, and I died, and I said, damn it, he looked at me. I had a really similar situation, but it was with um, Independence Day. I was, like, quoting something in the movie, and I got my words, like, I was going to bleep out or just, like, not say, I think it was damn it also, or no, it was hell. I don't know. Anyways, I I bleeped out, like, a totally normal, acceptable kid word, and then yelled, the cuss word really loud and got in trouble so anyways let's uh let's get to it and we're back at 29 minutes and one second so basically this is just a uh so far the first 30 minutes here have just been like a recap of the teenage mutant ninja turtles backstory at least in the film. I don't know if this is the backstory in the in the TV show. I don't remember. Let alone the comics. I never read the comics as a kid. Well, most of this has not been, like, backstory. They, I was wondering the whole time, like, how did these giant turtles wind up living in a sewer with a giant talking rat? And they finally just got around to well, giving the backstory. just got around to giving their origin story. But, I mean, just, like, setting up the film here is just, like, setting up the fact. That, like, you know, sort of the thing you saw in the 90s a lot where... New York is like a crime-ridden hellhole. Right. And... But this one, what it starts out with is there's this major crime wave going on, but it seems to be, like, at least all of the minions involved in in doing, like, the dirty work are teenagers. Just dirty, rotten teenagers. Mm-hmm. Those darn teens. Mm-hmm. Teenagers. Um, and then... We meet April O'Neil. I do know, like, once I saw the little segment with her talking that I have, I do remember that I've seen this. I just don't remember the details, hence I couldn't remember how they wound up where they are. Um, yeah, so, basically, you know, it's, it, this is totally a 90s movie in a lot of ways. Some charming, some decidedly not. There's quite a bit of, like, 
Asian stereotyping and stuff here. Yeah, like, remove if that could all be removed, like, most of this is just pure 90s charm, and I'm loving it, but then there was that one part mm-hmm. that was just... They changed an L to an R in a yeah, word or something like that. Yeah, it was, like, just horrible. Yeah, uh, that, that shit is, is a bit, bit on the nose, bit rough. But you, like, there was something that I feel like was in, you saw that or heard that everywhere in, like, these kind of That's dumb it. old movies. It doesn't make it okay, but. It goes it, to my thesis that the 90s was the worst decade. See, and I was planning on making my argument for, like, you're always saying the 90s sucks, and I love the 90s. <laughs> and I was going to be like, see, this is just the epitome of, of how great the 90s were, and then that happened, and I was like, well, there goes my argument. It is, it's sort of. It's wild that they were able to to make this movie though. This is in 1990. Yeah, and that's impressive. Like the puppetry and everything. Yeah. Well, by by the 90s, like the whole Jim Henson puppet thing had really gotten like the peak of the art. You know what I mean? Right. Like you still can't do better puppets than this. I would I would suggest not re- not without like. I just don't think you uh, would do this style puppet today unless you were know. shooting for like some something else. That I would do that if I were a filmmaker. I would make that part of my aesthetic. I would just use. I mean, it'd be really fucking cool. puppets, Jim Henson style puppets. But um, and that it is Jim Henson. I looked that up. Oh like, really? Yeah, Jim Henson did the all of the animatronics and and the puppet work and the turtles like the suits. They are people in suits, mm-hmm. but like, but their mouths move. That's what I was confused yeah. by. Like how basically their whole head is a puppet. Mm-hmm. And then Splinter, I think himself is just a puppet. Period. Yeah, and it's it's you can tell like when he goes to move his hand to like pat them on the back or something, it's very puppety. Like he could not be too terribly intentional with his movements because mm-hmm. it just wouldn't work out. But um, shortly after uh, we left off with Rachel O'Neill giving her April O'Neill, not Rachel O'Neill, she does her little news thingy we're seeing that then she leaves work after she just gave this special on these this crime wave right taking over new york city first of all she is so afraid of a rat in the street that she like has to jump on top of a discarded box or something which just seems a little bit ridiculous a little dramatic but she gets like attacked because she walks up on some of these the foot clan yeah why the foot clan is it is that ever I don't recall. I don't remember if it's ever. I like. I know they're the bad guys throughout the the series. Mm-hmm. But I is don't... it like foot like F O O T that mm-hmm. stands for like something? Their, their logo in the cartoon is a foot. But does it stand for something? Like... I don't think so. Oh, I could be wrong. I don't really remember. But well, anyways, the uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles come to her rescue, and they get the bad guys tied up, and you know she survived another day and became best friends over frozen pizza. Well, oh, that was the second mm-hmm. time that they saved her. Like, this was just, they came and there was a bunch of totally radical sound effects, dude. And, like, you know, like the whipping and the... Mm-hmm. It was it was lovely. And what happened after that? They took her down to the sewer because she got hurt. No, I'm still talking about the first attack here. Oh, that's kind of like where the movie started. Well, I was trying to just go in order of, like, I wrote down, like, my thoughts on the funny things that happened <laughs> in order, obviously. Well, like, they, they saved her the first time. Mm-hmm. And... and then you get to know uh-huh. the personalities, or at least the red-masked one. 
You He's get... the only one with a distinct personality other than Michelangelo. He's kind of annoying, though. He is super he annoying. He has a lot of feelings, I feel like. He's the one who, who taught me how to cuss as a child. Oh, yeah. Damn. His, they, I think it was, the, the, like, the writers of this film just thought it was hilarious that they were taking this children's property and <laughs> making it, like, PG, you know? And so they just... That was just, the one word. Uh-huh. They just have him saying, damn, over and over again. Like, one point, he's chasing, like, a perch snatcher or something like that through the street. I can't remember exactly who it is. Oh, the chasing. guy with the, what, he had the bat, and then what did he pull out? No, 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 no that was Casey Jones. Casey Jones showed up and like, no, it was him that he was chasing through the street. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Raphael like beats up these purse snatchers and then tosses them away right into Casey Jones. And Casey Jones is not like, you know, a mutated person or anything like that. He's just a normal guy with a hockey mask and a hockey stick. And he fights crime. And Casey Jones proceeds to beat him up even more. So Raphael comes up and stops Casey Jones and then chases him through the streets of New York City going, damn, in a way that's just not really an appropriate use of that word. No, because it's not like, damn it. It's just yeah. just that word. Just saying damn. Like, you, like I could see you saying fuck. You know what I mean? Like running through. Or shit. Like, if yeah. you're, you're chasing somebody. Fuck. Yeah. But no, just damn. Damn! No, I would never do that if I were chasing down Casey Jones. And I could chase down Casey Jones because what my hair is the, better than his. the weapons that he had? Because it wasn't a hockey anything. You no, know, he came in with a hockey stick. Oh, I thought it was a bat. Mm-mm. He has a hockey stick. He has two short baseball bats and a cricket thing. Is that like a mallet? No, that's... I don't know what they call it in cricket. They call it something. They don't call it... I don't think they call it a bat. Maybe Anyways, they do. Anyway. It was just really random that he just whips this sporting utensil of whatever description out and tries to fight with it but of Mm. course Raphael didn't like actually get hurt by him because he's a giant turtle and then after that they save Rachel O'Neill again Mm -hmm. in the subway when she's attacked by the the foot clan right right after she calls them out on tv with Uh the sheriff when she's giving him a hard time and then they take her down to the sewer they like tell her their their secret origins because Splinter was the pet of um, his master Yogi or Yoshi, Yoshi. yeah, and uh, learned ninjutsu from him by being a rat and copying him. <laughs> and then he, they were forced to come to America at some point, and he got lost in New York and wound up living in the sewers where he discovered four baby turtles crawling around and and I'm curious about because they used real. Little baby turtles. Uh-huh. What were they walking around in? I'm pretty sure that was like a. Added oh, like effect. an added. Okay, that makes me feel better because I was really concerned about Those little, little turtles, turtles are the cutest things in the world, especially like tiny little baby ones. But they that are. whole entire scene, telling like how they wound up being who they are, was just so so cute to me. Yeah, I loved it. It's it's something I remember really well from when I was a kid. And then, like, as freaked out as April O'Neil is by waking up in a sewer, especially with a talking rat and talking turtles, then she's just fine. She yep. has him over for pizza, which, by the way, I feel like it's a sin that we put this movie on and didn't do it on a night where we have pizza because it's all I want in life right now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure this movie was financed by Big Pizza. Big Pizza. Yeah, they were just, they were using this as one giant commercial to hawk their wares. <laughs> Well, they did a good job because they I did, was. Because I want pizza. So bad. Yeah. 
But um, and then right after that, it's basically where we left off. They left April O'Neil's impromptu pizza party and get back to the sewer. It's been trashed. Splinter is either hurt or dead. I don't know yet. Or missing. Or missing, and it broke Raphael. No. And then they, so far, they went back to I guess mourn or brainstorm or something <laughs> to April O'Neil's house, and that is where we are. Overall, though, I'm. So, so glad that this is the movie that you picked and not Conan. (laughs) I'm enjoying this so much more than I would ever enjoy Conan. And talk about a film with problems. Yeah, that's true. There would be way too much to to go into there. Uh, I think we should let the kids watch this one. I think River would like it. Yeah, I think she would too. It's super cute. Okay. Well, you want to get back to it? Yep, 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 yep. Alrighty. And we're back. At one hour, one minute, and 55 seconds. I have a lot of thoughts, first of all, before Mm. I go into saying everything that has happened from when we last met. Casey Jones is the worst. I (laughs) hate Casey Jones. His treatment of women is every bit as offensive as his sweatpants bulge, and I want nothing to do with him. (laughs) Not a good person. No. he. (sighs) Nope. I feel very strongly about this. He's not. He's not. Broadzilla. I don't think you're allowed. And the forceful, like, back massage thing? Mm -hmm. No, sir. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I just had to get it off my chest. I hate him. Not today. No. Not today, Jobble. We come back. Splinter is chained up, and that is the most, like, soul-crushing image. Yeah, somehow, like... He's so pitiful. mm Mm-hmm. The way they captured that with a puppet. And it, he was like, he was like kind of like misty eyed and mm-hmm. just looked unwell and, oh, heart. And then he was still trying to give a pep talk to one of these delinquent assholes. Delinquents. Whatever. The teenagers. The youths. But yeah, he's just so pure. Yeah, this, like, so what has, what has happened is they, like, they, we ended with them capturing Splinter. We know now Splinter is alive, like she said. Uh, and basically, like, we've met Shredder now uh who was way cooler when i was a kid by the way and it's just like some weird knockoff darth vader slow down okay slow down um yes that's true (laughs) okay but he's also a knockoff darth vader with a dash of like orientalist xenophobia yeah that that (laughs) too uh greatly that that is quite a theme with the foot yeah, here. there's a lot of problematic mm-hmm. stuff with the foot. In any event, they are planning their massive... Like, they've already been... They're the ones behind this big crime wave that the the film opens up with, and now they're planning their big push to, I guess, uh, find the Ninja Turtles, because uh, something about their fighting style, like, reminds Shredder of something from it's the past. familiar. Familiar. Yeah, and all of this... Like, plotting is going on in this underground teenage bar situation where they're, like, passing out cartons of cigarettes to children and having them fight and train, I guess. First of all, this is the commune, okay? And we will not besmirch the commune, all right? (laughs) so sorry for my (laughs) This is the revolution right here, okay? This, This is what it is. This is freedom. There's okay. something mildly concerning about indoctrinating these young boys and training them and and 
sullying their young minds to me. Look, first of all, they're teenagers, and this is the 1990s, so the movie assumes they, their minds were sullied anyway. Because <laughs> as we know, there was nothing more terrifying in the 90s than a teenager. You remember that? Being a child, but not really a teenager yet in the 90s? Every show you watched made teenagers. Like, just the fucking most terrifying thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some of them, I guess. No, nah, man. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, like... I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, the... As far as the 90s... Yeah, as far as the 90s were concerned, like, teenagers were terrorists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was always about some bad teenagers somewhere. And anyway, so they they wound up attacking Raphael whenever he was sort of alone and brooding, as he, as he does. Often. And beat the crap out of them. The Turtles plus Casey Jones came to his rescue, but they all had to escape. After destroying April O'Neil's home mm-hmm. and, I guess, her Lit- late father's business. And while her dwelling is ablaze, she gets a call and is fired via answering machine while everything is on fire. It was bad. And so then she takes them out to, I guess, some family property Then she has, I guess, in upstate New York. I don't know. Uh, it's very, like, a... She's quite wealthy, apparently. She can afford to own, like, a business that she admits is losing money just because she misses her that dad. That she only opens occasionally. Uh-huh. Uh, she's got a pretty large size apartment for New York, really. Mm-hmm. It's very spacious. And then she's got a very large house out in the country, even if it's not very well cared for. So she's got money. I don't know what... That's great. Like, Mm -hmm. she's got a lot of land out there. She said her closest neighbor's four miles away. I don't know what April O'Neil's complaining about. She's got it made. Except for having the unfortunate situation of knowing Casey Jones. He is skeezy. I'm so disgusted. But, like, I don't know if you caught it whenever he walked in to, like, save the day when the foot were attacking the turtles. Mm -hmm. Uh, He, like, busts through the door, right? And one of the Ninja Turtles looks at one of the other ones. I think it was uh, Donatello talking to Mikey and says, who's that? And the other one's like, I don't know, Wayne Gretzky on steroids? He's not as big as Wayne Gretzky. He's just a totally normal dude. And they, like, the turtles here were all, like... All right, guys, let's go to have this human being fight off this whole slew of, of like, whatever feet, I guess, would be the plural. <laughs> no, they're the <laughs> foot. They're <Whatever>. the foot. <laughs> you do it as the organization. Either way, <laughs> they they should have just done away with Casey Jones then and there. But He's got good hair, though. I think I might know what inspired me. See? You're I'm touching my hair right now. your hair for me right now. I'm touching my hair right now, y'all. It's good. It's it's better than Casey Jones, in my opinion. I agree. Thank it's you. Beautiful. I appreciate it. Uh, it's got a lot of natural hues. Okay, let's get off your hair now, darling. Um, <laughs> also, can we talk for a minute about the um, fire splinter summoning circle that our, oh, our turtles just had in the woods? Yeah. Um. So they they've covered the fact that Splinter and the turtles were changed by radiation. So. We know those are the rules. But then Leo is out, like, meditating in the forest, and then they're all just tore up because Splinter's been gone. You know, he was taken. And uh, they don't have the particular set of skills that Liam Neeson has, so they've just been you know, <laughs> sort of patting, pouting about it. You're such a dork. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, my gosh. And he, he finally decides to meditate. They've been here for, for weeks now. They've covered this. He decides to meditate. And he hears 
Master Splinter's voice. Mm -hmm. So he goes and gets the other turtles, and they do, like, a little circle, and it's kind of like a seance, I guess. Yeah. And they all, like, meditate, and Master Splinter appears in the flames. Yeah, like, he rises from the flames, and it's basically, like, how I took it is he was, like, saying that he was proud of them, and he loved them, like, just saying his goodbyes. And I'm so sad. Well, first of all, it's bullshit. If he's not going to die, I can't remember, but I know he's in two and three, okay? So, he's fine. Well, you just spoiled that for me. Thank you. He's going to make it. We just hey, Don't worry about Master Splinter. Master Splinter's fine. It's good to know. Um, I like him. But, yeah, Casey Jones is a skis. And really, though, like, what did they put in his pants in that scene on the porch with the sweatpants? Might have been like a jock strap or something. I don't know, man. I mean, it, it definitely was unnatural. It definitely looks like it's like set there on purpose, and it's not his actual business. Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> I don't have words for that. But uh, so yeah, we'll get back to it. And we're back. I regret to inform you that spoilers, Casey Jones and April O'Neil fall in love at the end. You know, she she's young. We all go through this phase. She's going to realize her self-worth and drop him so fast. I think it's the hair. It, it probably is, but, you know, it's going to thin or something. <laughs> and uh, Old Robert De Niro looking ass. He does. He looks like young Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver. I mean, except Robert De Niro is better. At least better looking still. He's a better actor. Well, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> when we came back, after I had already been bitching about Casey Jones, which I suppose this has turned into the Casey Jones bitching hour, and I don't actually apologize. So we come back. The gang heads down to the sewer. It's um, April, the turtles, and Casey Jones at first. Casey Jones is very uncomfortable. One of the turtles, do you know which one, said, oh, you're a claustrophobic. I believe it might have been Donatello. Well, then maybe Donatello said that. And and what was Casey Jones's response? He was like, no, I've never looked at another man in my life. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Which, first of all, I'm assuming he was confusing that with homophobic. Which is backwards? Yep, yep. Like, all the way backwards? So, not only is he just a super douche, but he's also really fucking dumb. <laughs> so, moving on. We did find out that the the big bad guy here, um, Shredder, mm -hmm. is, uh, or was Splinter's late owner's murderous, is it brother or like? Student. Student, okay. Um, or rival. Right, like he, he mm -hmm. murdered... Um, Splinter's. Splinter's owner and his girlfriend They're, or yeah, wife. They were in like a love triangle. Splinter's owner. When they moved to America. Shredder and an, a woman were in like a love triangle. And the woman chose Splinter's owner, Master Roshi. Master Yoshi. That's Dragon Ball Z. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do want to watch some goddamn Dragon Ball Z right now, though. Anyway, um... And so Shredder murdered Splinter's owner and the woman, and Splinter attacked him and, like, clawed up his face. While he was still, like, a much smaller, less mm -hmm. intelligent rat in, before the radioactive nonsense. Yeah, which is why Shredder wears the mask. Like the Vader situation to hide his 
rat scarring. <laughs> but we find that out. Danny, who is April's boss's son. Right. And who has been a part of this gang of ruffians. The foot. The foot. He was in the sewer when everyone returned and they find out. He sneaks out after everyone goes to bed to head back to the foot lair. Is that like a podiatrist? <laughs> sure. <laughs> the podiatry the foot hangout. Sanctuary. Um, so he goes back there. He Or is it up, more like a shoe store? Yeah, like Foot Locker. Um, <laughs> ooh, it kind of is. Anyway, so he goes back there. He's confronted by Shredder, who's presumably going to give him some form of bodily harm. But Casey Jones shows up to try to redeem himself. It doesn't work. Yes, he saves, helps save Splinter, which is, you know, all good and well, but try harder. But anyways, Shredder, he's safe. Not Shredder. Splinter. Splinter is safe. And that made me endlessly happy. Yeah, he's touching. He's a touching guy. Anyway, then Shredder goes out to get the turtles. Like the, which the I, ultimate confrontation. Yeah. The whole montage battle scene mm-hmm. music starts. And it's all very goofy. There's like two really big fight scenes in this movie. And they're both really like 90s goofy. They're like The sound effects <coughs> and the... Like battle stances at one point earlier, I believe it was be- like right before the um, apartment fire at April's. <laughs> one of the turtles, I'm really bad at remembering what color belongs to, like what color mask belongs to what name. But one of them has like a nunchuck twirl. Uh, Michelangelo. Yeah. Okay. Michelangelo. What? That's the most famous one. I thought Raphael was because no, he's no, like the no, main no, character. No, here. no, it, no. The the Ninja Turtle everybody knows is Michelangelo. Cowabunga! I thought that that was what Splinter said. No, 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 that's that was just for the movie. That was establishing Cowabunga because they had not yet used okay, it. Well, this was the first movie, and Raphael was the main character. Well, I okay, that's 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 true. But I'm just saying that for Ninja Turtles lore, the the one everyone knows, the one with the most personality. And the one who says Cowabunga Dude is Michelangelo. And he's the orange one, yes? Yes. Ha! Got it. By the way, it was really hard because it was so dark in some of like the sewer scenes to tell the red from the orange to me. And the blue from the purple. Oh, that one it's not so hard. Red and I orange had a hard, were... I had a hard time with both. Oh. Well, they should have varied their colors more. Anyways, as you were saying, Shredder. Yeah, Shredder comes. shows up to fight the turtles. He's kicking their ass. He, like, basically manages to grab one of them and threatens to kill him to make the other ones put down their weapons. Which, which one they, is that? He gets Leonardo. Okay. Which is the blue? Yes. Yes. And they oblige. They put down their weapons. He's like, you fools! <laughs> you might have overpowered me, the three of you, but now you will suffer his fate. And or he will suffer, suffer your fate? No. Oh. No. Okay. And he goes to kill him, but then, boom, Splinter shows up. In this, like, tattered robe. Yeah, it's like a bathrobe. And um, Splinter shows up with Michelangelo's nunchucks. He takes away Splinter's spear and... Or no, he doesn't take it away. He gets it with the nunchucks and, like, has him hanging over the side of the building. Mm-hmm. And then because Splinter tries to, like, throw a knife at him or something, he winds up letting him go. He falls into a garbage truck below where Casey Jones then just flips the lever to... He trash compacted him. Compact him into a trash compactor. Yep, and that was that with uh, Shredder. 
And then right after that, you know, the news people show up. So naturally, April's now, at that time, former boss is there. And remember, Danny is his son. Danny, um... Informs his father. Yeah, he's changed his ways and he's... Running up. Dan. Dad! 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 Danny, I missed you so much. Dad. It's Dan now. Yeah, like he I'm 37, I have a mortgage (laughs) and two kids. I'm now Dan. Turned a new leaf and he is... Dad. I work in IT, Dad. He has quit the Footlocker <laughs> and has got a big boy job now, I guess. Dan. But um, after all that, where you know they have this touching "I'm Dan" reunion, April gets her job back with a corner office and is now the highest-paid field reporter in New York, and a total badass. Which Casey what they, Jones does not deserve her. Which what they don't tell you is that this sudden promotion of April O'Neil to the corner office, the highest paid, you know, uh, television reporter. news reporter or field, field reporter in New York set off an actual, like, bidding war in New York City for their, you know, television news personalities. And it actually wound up spiraling out of control and there was a whole lot of cocaine involved and, like, just a bunch of stuff. It doesn't end well, what is what I'm saying. What the hell are you talking about? I'm, I'm adding fan fiction. This uh-huh. is a fan fiction podcast now. News to me. And so what happens is, it, I'm just kidding. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, she ends with so close to an ending with total badassery. But I'm not going to blame her. Like I said, she's young. We all There's room for growth. She's going to drop Casey Jones. Spoiler alert. No, she's not. <laughs> In real life, she would, because he's an irredeemable douche. And um, that's what I'm going to decide is canon now. See, we're both doing fan fiction here. Yeah, there we go. All right. It's a fan so fiction that was podcast my, um, That was my contribution to- We watch to... the movie, and then at the very end of the movie, we construct either a better ending- or just, we go ahead and write a sequel right this here. This is our fan fiction corner. Just for tele- television? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I have a hard time saying that, even though I've been watching it since before. I, I prefer like... just TMNT, because it's easier and shorter. Um, I did like the show, but I still never, like, it has been a lifelong battle for me to figure out which turtle is which. I've totally never had that problem. I don't know how. It's never going to stick. written into the, like inside of my skull but now this like this is a really interesting movie it's 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 got a lot of the good and bad aspects of like 90s movies particularly like 90s sort of kids movies i feel like we're very like this like this it reminds me and it was coming out around about the same time of like three ninjas did you ever see that no um it was this movie about um these three boys who wind up getting trained to be ninjas by a ninja master. I don't remember a whole lot of it, except I remember they had uh, masks. And one of the rules was ninjas never use guns. And it's important for the plot. Obviously, that one had like a lot of sort of similar kind of like problems with like Orientalism and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it also like it had that 90s quality sort of weird charm that you you cannot write these movies anymore. No. You know what I mean? Not just because There's of the bad stuff. There's a magic there with the good. So. Yeah. And it's not just because of the bad stuff that you can't write these anymore. It's it's there's some shitty shitty thing that works. Uh and you have to hand it to like 90s movies that yes, they were able to get away with just the most nonsensical 
unpolished, shit-tastic dialogue. And, like, kind of pulling rabbits out of hats for no fucking reason for the plot. Right. You know what I mean? And it's not, like, you know, like, our equivalent movies. Like, I, I haven't seen the newer uh, Ninja Turtles movie, the Michael Bay one. But I assume it's not, like, dramatically better. But I feel like you you couldn't you couldn't transpose this script onto that one, release it as a new movie with, like, updated you know, camera work and yeah, CGI no. and stuff. It would be fucking It just wrong. doesn't, it doesn't hold up like that mm-hmm. at all. It's like, it's almost like a different dialogue. Like, it's not like, you know, we don't have corny dialogue now. Of course we do. Well, yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, watch any Marvel movie. But like, it. it's just, it's a different kind of corny <laughs> that the 90s had going. It is. There's just a 90s magic. Like, I always think of like, Honey, we shrunk ourselves and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, which I still love. I will always love, but mm-hmm. you can't do those today. Mm-mm. The honey I shrunk, everything is over. Like yeah. you can't like oh god, I hope they don't try to reboot that now. I don't know though, because look, I mean they've done so many from the eighties. You know what I mean? Either rebooted or like restarted, like for Mad Max, for example. Like that's not a reboot, it was a fourth mm-hmm. Mad Max. I'm just officially like I was over the moon about the Gilmore Girls um, reboot or whatever thing. Continuation. Continuation. There you go. Loved that. It. I mean, it wasn't the same, but I, I loved getting to go back to Stars Hollow. However, I am now officially done with reboots and continuations and things like that because look what they did to Roseanne. Yeah, they really fucked up. Oh, man. And I am not... A part of this anymore. Mm-mm. You know, I have been secretly sitting over here. I wasn't ever going to say this out loud, but I've started now, so you can't take it back. Uh, I've been secretly sitting over here for some years waiting for a reboot of The Golden Girls. Bite your tongue. And uh, we actually have started watching The Golden Girls a lot lately. And it, that is what changed my mind, was putting it back on and realizing that, you know, a whole lot of things in this world suck. But the Golden Girls? Golden. Fucking, we can save the Golden Girls forever. There'll be aliens that watching the like, Golden Girls in a million those years. Those ladies were so far ahead of their time. They I have were. To say. But this not is, that this is about the Golden Girls. This is not a Golden Girls episode. It's another podcast, podcast for another day. I think personally we should do that podcast. Just, just fucking podcast watching all however many hundred something episodes of the Golden Girls. It would be beautiful. Um, it's like 176. I think. No one would listen, but it would be great. I would listen. I would also listen. Robin, my sister, would totally listen. And then she would call me on her way to and from work to argue with me about all of the points that she disagrees with, mostly you on. She does that already for this podcast. Yeah, but I mean, it would be a lot more with the Golden Girls. And I'm already going to tell you now, I love you, I do, but I've known her my whole life. And um, her... She and I are going to be of the same mind on all things Golden Girls. So that's a a battle you won't win, friend. I, we're just gonna hop off the Golden Girls. Yeah, let's do that. We're because... just gonna hop back off of that. Uh, are we are we done talking about yes. Ninja Turtles? Are we sure that we're done? Unless you want to hear me complain about Casey Jones more, then we're done. Because I want to hop on to how the West was fun. Yay! It is a nineteen ninety four hour and thirty two minute long gem of a movie, starring of course the Olsen twins, Mary Kate and Ashley, where they. According to the description on Amazon, lead the battle of wits and wills to save their beloved ranch in the feature-length comedy How the West Was Fun. I 
watched this movie so many times as a child. My whole entire family probably hates it to this day. But not me. I haven't seen it, to be fair, since sometime in the 90s. Um, I'm excited. I'm tickled pink. I can't wait. Look at them. Look. I wish I could see her face. I'm stoked, okay? But look at this cover here. It's... Hush now. We've got the adorable young Olsen twins in their cowboy hats and their denim, and I'm... I love it. This is so wholesome. Spoiler alert. It ain't gonna hold up. (laughs) Well, we're gonna find out. Alright, we'll be back. We're back, uh, Justin. We're, uh, we are at 25 minutes and 49 seconds. I'll never forgive you for this. This is so much worse. <laughs> this is so not... This is worse than, by far than Godzilla. I enjoy this so much more oh. than Godzilla. It's a memory movie for me, I okay? don't give a shit what it is. If you weren't here... I wouldn't be cringing so much. I would Ugh. just be giddy the whole way through. Then you sh- you should feel bad. I this can is practically horrible. feel the ghost of of my '90s windbreaker on my skin right now. So, uh, <laughs> what's tell us what's going on? So we have the Olsen twins um, playing the Olsen twins, well, who are from Susie and Jessica. I don't care. Okay. Who are from New York? They got their father fired so that he could take a vacation and take them to. Uh, to uh, rescue their late mother's godmother's ranch in an unspecified western state that looks remarkably like Montana. That's very specific. It does. Okay. They get there, and again, they got their father fired. He doesn't know. They called um, his the insurance company he works for, left a message for his boss saying, um, you know, this guy uh, wants to start his vacation starting tomorrow. And so she calls back and leaves a message saying... You can take your vacation yeah, like, and make go it ahead, permanent. Yeah, make it permanent. But they turn the answering machine off at you can go ahead. So mm-hmm. he doesn't know yet. So he doesn't know he's been fired. He gets to this ranch. This is not his family, right? But the first thing he does is he meets a very attractive young woman trick riding on a horse and just immediately proceeds to just go full, like, bro in a bar with his little, like, eight-year-old daughter standing right there and just laying like it on her. Really lame lines. God-awful pickup lines. Which, of course, because this is a movie and... Made in 1994. She bites and, um... <sighs> this is so awful. Um, there's an indigenous character... Who isn't as bad as I would have expected from a 90s movie. It's not as bad as the stuff in the Ninja Turtle movie. Right. But they still do this unnecessary, like, woo-woo music whenever yeah, he every pops up. single time his face is on the screen, and it happens, and it's It's, it's like, bad. why? Why? Why do we have to do this? But... The the situation is is, is it's already it's like telegraphed for you. Uh, this godmother's aunt, her son. Wait, fuck no. No, it's the godmother's son. 
the mother of the twins, the mm-hmm. late mother, her godmother, her son, is yes, the godmother's son. Yes, is sabotaging the ranch, presumably so he can sell it. It's a very nice ranch and make money. But the Olsen twins are on the case. And of course, they're going to fix it. Um, Naturally, that's what they do. Somebody should have stopped them before this movie started filming. Anyway, uh, somebody should have stopped them before they started writing the script. I know they didn't write it, but whoever wrote the script for this should be deeply ashamed of themselves. In any case, he is, you know, uh, sort of a whiny, middle-aged fail son, Yeah, I guess, who it appears he still lives at home. Hashtag fail son. It appears he still lives at home. And he's just trying to, like, basically hoodwink his mama out of all of her money or something like that. Their mom's horse. Lightning. Lightning is inexplicably still alive. And it, I mean, it's old. They said it's 25. That is very old for a horse. And it's a, mark- a remarkably young-looking 25-year-old horse. I mean, it's it not looked, a young horse. It looked older, but it didn't look fucking 25. That horse looked like it was I maybe, I mean, they like, don't go... 10. All gray. No, that was not a 10 year old horse. That was a 10 year old horse. Any, okay, who knows horses here? I'm terrified of horses. Exactly. Who was like raised with them? So I size up horses <laughs> immediately. I have an intrinsic knowledge of the horse because it scares me so much. Okay, well. And that that was a horse of about 10 years Just you say. slightly outside of its prime. I couldn't take that horse yet. That horse needs to <laughs> age. That horse needs to age like 5 years before I'm comfortable being in its presence so I know you I can take it. You were afraid of Sweet Skippy until like literally the day she died. Because she would do that thing. Okay. She wanted you to pet her. That is what she was but doing when she rubbed her head on your chest. Is the size of my torso. The whole thing she was They're the unnatural. most gentle, beautiful creature. Do not speak ill for Just so you know, we don't have horses. Her aunt has horses. But I wasn't raised with horses. Um, there were, and I'm from Alabama. I was raised around animals. Uh, I was raised around goats. I was raised around various sorts of dogs, some chickens, ducks, geese, snakes, what have you, all sorts of things. And he's afraid of a pony. But first of all, Skippy wasn't a fucking pony. Skippy was a goddamn like war horse. She wasn't a war horse. She was old as hell when you met her. Skippy was the size of a horse. Many me's. <laughs> many, many, many me's. She was exactly the size of an average horse. Let me Which tell is you. too fucking big. Many, many years ago, when Justin and I barely knew each other, I was like 15 or 16. He was in his late teens. He came out to my aunt's house for some reason, uh, like, to pick me up to go somewhere or something. And anyhow, I had to go feed the horses, I think. So I hopped on the four-wheeler and had him and his best friend hop on the four-wheeler with me to go. Justin wouldn't get off of the four-wheeler because he was so afraid of this horse, this sweet, sweet baby angel horse. Your boy don't like horses. Anyways, we are so If they wanted to eat you... You couldn't do anything to stop them. Look how big they are. You get out of their way. No, 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 no. I'm talking about if a horse decided to turn predatory and it just said, I'm going to eat your ass now. 
There's nothing you could do about it. Yes, you could dive out of the way, but how many times you can dive out of the way? It's a fucking horse. It's way faster than you. You can't run. You're just, what, are you going to be in a dive loop? You can get into a lot smaller spaces than a horse. You can go, you like, can oh, I don't them. know, over the and fucking fence. Or maybe eat the fence. Through. Maybe it eats the fence. I don't know. It's a horse. It's huge. It can do whatever it wants. Maybe Santa Claus will come to the house how tomorrow and, and set it on fire. But it's unlikely. How did we get on this? Horses. We're talking about lightning, and you thought that... Lightning was too young to play this role. Anyways. <laughs> he was Can miscast. we continue? He was miscast. Whatever. Um, and Lightning, being a magical horse, leads them to their mother's former, like, secret hideout in the woods, which is a bunch of sticks sort of, like, gathered together and built into a sort of rough lean-to. And, um... They find their mother's diary where they discover, oh, this, you know, this man who's the bad guy now was bad guy as a kid. They happen upon him setting fire to all of these papers. These papers turn out to be reservations that, that people had made at the, because it's a dude ranch. So people come there and like stay and hang out and have like a. Have the whole experience. Yeah, have like a whole vacation there. But he has been intercepting these reservations, mm-hmm. telling them that they weren't accepting, you know, guests anymore. Because they were closing down. Mm-hmm. Before they were closing down. Yeah, because he's trying to sabotage the whole business. And he, you know, uh, this, the, the Olsen twins, they read this stuff. And I assume at some point they are going to tell, what's her name? Natty? Mm-hmm. Natty She's, Light. <laughs> she is the, uh, like, basically the grandmother character here. Mm-hmm. I don't see why, like, why the tortured sort of relationship? Why is she like a godmother as opposed to like a grandmother or a great aunt or something like that? I don't know, but like I I am pretty, pretty sure that there's literally not a single Olsen movie where the Olsons have a mother. It is always, it's it, as I recall, it's always like a yeah, single father. like there's mm-hmm. no mom ever. Hmm, weird. Yeah. Um... Long story short, to get, <laughs> and this is the point that we really needed to get to here. Yes, it is. They just cracked the raunchiest fucking joke. That because again, I have not seen this since sometimes in or sometime in the nineties. They so cracked it from it. the mouths of these children. From the mouths of babes. These at this point, the Olsen twins are seven or eight, mm-hmm. and they just had these two little girls crack the dirtiest joke i mean you know it's not it's a thing right in kids movies you sort of slide in like a funny there for the parents that the kids won't get never are they that raunchy okay so so describe this what happens is is somebody asks where their father is now recall that their father had laid down his best game (laughs) and apparently you know wherever they are in montana that's good enough because uh Slim Pickens. Somebody uh, asked the Olsen twins, uh, where's their dad? And one of them goes, out learning to ride with so-and-so. And then what was it? What the was it? other Olsen twin goes, I bet he's up to galloping by now. Yeah, and I, the other responds with, I hope he's not going too fast. And whoa. And oh, man. just, I mean, it's just so, so out of place in the dialogue. So intentionally there, like... I bet, though, like, I can't really remember, but I'm pretty sure they're going to, like, cut to a scene to show that they're actually riding horses. (laughs) It doesn't fucking matter. They knew what they were doing, and they did it anyway, and the Lord is disappointed with them. Sorry, From these children. These sweet children. They, first of all, didn't choose to do any of this. They're too young to make these decisions, and I feel really bad for for billionaires right now. 
So whatever therapy they needed, they can afford it. Okay, but still it would, you know, be more oh, no, enjoyable to you. not have to have the therapy for the decisions other people put on you as a child. I'm with you. Like, I can't imagine trying to wrangle two seven or eight-year-olds into, like, doing a whole film. Not uh, without, like, like, it had to have just been utter torture to, like... Because, okay, there's this one part where they're running up this, like, grassy hill. And, you know, movies, you tend to, like, have to shoot and reshoot things, especially when kids are involved, because, you know, kids. How many times did these poor girls have to run up that grassy hill that day? Who knows? I mean, like, first world problems, perhaps, but still. I mean, they also, like, to a certain extent, it's, it's, it's like, two things, right? Like, simultaneously, child labor laws are a thing. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, so is like Hollywood and like sort of managerial parents mm-hmm. being pushy with their kids in movies, and and they were doing this from the time they were like nine months old, mm-hmm. so yeah. they definitely did not like have a passion for it beforehand. They haven't done it since. Nope. Pretty much, they have. I don't think they've done a single movie since I mean, they've been grown. No, I mean they they did in their like younger their sister early 20s. does. Well, yes, she does. Um. Is it Elizabeth Olsen? I can't remember. She's a really good actress. Yeah, though. I love her. Yeah. But no, they did things, I'm pretty sure, where they were in their early 20s. But um, no, they they didn't even go back for like the reboot of Full House, which, you know. I wouldn't either. I Full House need sucks. To first. Okay, now. <laughs> I know where you sleep. This is, <laughs> this is not millennial marriage counseling. It is might be the death of us. So let's continue while we're still together. <laughs> it's not my fault. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. And we're back. Uh, 57 minutes and 18 seconds. This movie is so ridiculous. I still love this movie. I'm going to die loving this movie because it reminds me of happy, well... It just reminds, I've seen it enough that it reminds me of youth, but I'm having some struggles right now with it as well. Okay, so when we left off, I do believe we left off right after the dirty joke. Yeah. That the they made these little girls joke. tell. And from there, we discover that Natty's son. Bart. Her large fail son. Natty uh, is the owner of the dude ranch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is is planning, and we've known that he was sabotaging the ranch all along, but now we've discovered why. He's planning to build Gafuli Land. Gafuli is his last name, I think. And it's going to be a, a western-themed theme park on the land of the ranch. So basically, he's he's trying to get it to where he can get Natty to sell him the ranch. And of course, because he's her son, she believes he's... Like, genuine and not mm-hmm. horrible. And the way he puts it is, this ranch is just... A bunch of nothing. We'll get the bank to come in for Gafuli Land and pave it all over and set up the best Western theme park you've ever seen. So he's heartless and doesn't love nature. And he uh, definitely tricked her into into signing the loan, basically, or signing the deed. But the the way that we discover this is that the the girls go down into this weird fucking basement with like a trap door or some shit like that where they discover his like scaled down model that he built of Gafuli land which is in this lair yeah it's just absurd looking by the way and on the wall behind the the scaled down model of Gafuli land is a portrait of Pinochet 
and I've Googled this in in so many ways. There's not a there's there is no other way to type this into Google search. No one has questioned this, at least not to the internet before. And I want answers. They're not there though. It's so weird. I want to contact the people that made the movie. In case if Pinochet was the uh, Chilean dictator between 1973 and 1990, and then he was still commander-in-chief of the armed forces until 98, died in 2006. And he overthrew, with the help of the United States, he overthrew their democratically elected government and set up this enormously long dictatorship, and he was very, very bad. And It's basically the literal last person's poster you would think you would see on the wall in a mary kate and ashley olsen movie yeah it just doesn't it's very very strange and it's like and there's no explanation i mean i guess if you wanted to communicate that this guy is not just like a cartoonish bad guy in a kid's movie but he's also like a genuine like bad person but that's such an obscure one to do yeah like my i mean maybe some parents would i don't think my parents would have gotten it i mean it i had to look up pictures of pinochet to be sure i knew it was either franco or pinochet i looked it up too it was definitely him or at least like someone who was very intentionally meant to look like him uh with like the uniform and everything because the uniform is exactly the same and the face Mm -hmm. all of it pretty sure it was just him yeah i think i I saw that exact image it's just hard to imagine what the how this got here, you know what I mean? Like, like I wonder if one of like the set people just had it on. Like it's just a piece of junk from another movie that they were just like maybe. And this looks like, bad. Yeah, yeah, we could you know put this in the bad guy's lair for his theme park. <laughs> it's weird. Anyway, so we find out that he wants to build Gafuli Land, and then he tricks Natty into signing the deed, which makes him owner of the ranch. Then what the girls discover through interrogating whomever, is that there's this very wealthy backer, an investor in Denver. Now, they've never actually said where this is. Um, It looks like Montana to me, but I suppose it could also be parts of of Colorado. And it has to be, because the girls decide the way they're going to fix this is they're going to literally get on their mother's old 25-year-old nag and ride it down to Denver. And they fucking do. And the whole train... It's a word for old, like, ratty-ass horse. I didn't know. I know a lot of insults for horses because of how little I like them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a single one, so this makes sense. But um, anyway, they they ride this horse down to Denver, and the whole damn ride to Denver, they never establish how far it is, but it only takes them about 10 seconds of screen time. Well, naturally. They and, hit the fast-forward button. And But for some reason, they had to take the train home. With the horse. With the horse on, on the, the train. train. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they go down to Denver, they meet this guy, and I already know where it's going. They're going to convince the Mondo wealthy, like, businessman to, like, they're going to morally change his mind about what he's wanting to invest in this land for. And I'm going to absolutely fucking puke my guts out. I mean, but the girls are in the right. This is maybe just a better world. Uh, clearly a better fucking world um also we've got it okay so we think that that is you know obviously what's going to happen and again they rode the train back with their horse to the dude ranch can we talk about what 
is going on now where we've just left off with the super passive aggressive ridiculous adults that just met each other two days ago so you know bear in mind they've only been here like literally like two days and that's pretty well established yeah um and we talked in the last bit about how their dad as soon as he set eyes on this you know rodeo trick rider woman just immediately forgets he has children and begins to just... Or a dead wife. Yeah, or a recently dead wife, yeah. And just begins to, like, just lay what little game he's got on the table. Well, apparently it works. You know, uh, her taste in men is mediocre. She offers up... um, Her horse. Right, as collateral to try to pull off a way to save with the help of these convincing these businessmen or whatever to invest in the dude ranch rather in... Gafuli land, she offers up her horse Hercules as collateral. Well, the Olsen twins are like, no, basically, like, we don't need your help. We're a team. Like, the three of us, the two girls, and their dad. And she goes, you don't want me to be a part of the team? They just met her yesterday, or the day before. And then their father responds with, oh, I see what's going on here. And then looks over at, what is her name again? I can't remember. The the rodeo lady and says, I'm sorry. The girls are still very attached to the memory of Sarah. Their dead ma. Their mother. Yes, they are attached to the memories of their dead mother. They're going to be for the rest of their lives, scrub. And then she gets all passive aggressive and was like, well, fine, then I won't do it for you or your father. I'll do it for the the ranch. I would hate to see it get ruined. I'll go and join the rodeo again as soon as all things are settled. And goes to ride off and the girls are all... Bye. Well, no. They were like... They should be. They should, but their children and these people are behaving horribly. And so they're like, well, we we didn't mean to hurt her feelings. And the dad is like, maybe not. But you did. Who are these horrible people? Fucking boomers. Right? They um, are. Fucking boomers. I'm like, sickened. They always want to blame millennials, but fucking boomers wreck this shit. And all of the nonsense that these two little girls have gone through to help these people out. And then he's all, God, girls, you can't forget your dead mom long enough for me to get laid, so now I'm going to be pissed, even though you just made everything better. No, By literally riding it. on a horse By to going Denver. horseback into Denver. And this wasn't even when we was legal in Denver, so, like, there was no real reason to be there. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be for seven-year-olds anyways. Yeah, but if I was seven and I was taking a horse ride into Denver from Montana... Weed would be a, one of the reasons you might be doing so? It's possible. At seven, okay. Who knows, man? Who knows? I don't know anything anymore, not about the world they're living in. This is nonsense this is <sighs> a, yeah this is, movie's literally no nonsense no. actually these people are, all right now if you had the the same memories from just like watching this on repeat and it just being the best thing ever because i always wanted to be an olsen twin and i was convinced that somewhere out there in the world when i was all of like six years old that i too had a twin out there and obviously i don't but it was imaginative happy kid times See, I disagree because I happen to know all of my, like, favorites as a child. Hold up. Except for the names of them? What? You know all of your favorites as a child? Yeah, they all hold up. Uh, Well, you just said the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did not hold up. I lied. 
to make you feel better. <laughs> no, you didn't. It was before we even started this. You're an asshole. <laughs> we're con- we're growing more and more divided so far. I have I've had good taste all my life. Excellent taste. Oh, I have so many things that I'm not going to share with our <laughs> listeners about that statement right now. But um, but rest assured, I will uh, I'll bring them up when we stop recording. <laughs> Dear. Uh, all right, we're gonna let's see what we got. Like a little over thirty minutes left. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll, we'll be back. <laughs> this is. I've never hated a fucking movie more than I hate this fucking movie. I. No. Am gracefully admitting defeat. This is horrible. All right. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. It. It doesn't hold up. I'm no. St- it's still going to be one of those memory films for me, but um, about 20 minutes ago, I was I was ready for the end, and it just about, didn't end. About the part where it took in to, like, Hollywood racism against indigenous people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just like old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did. Yeah. Also, that one was, like, super sexist. It, yeah. Fucking... It was basically saying... Get violent sexually, and that's how you have your happily ever after. I will stand by this thesis. You cannot trust the 90s. It will fucking, like, disappoint you every time. Don't fuck, Don't ever trust the 90s. It will disappoint you. It will ruin your childhood. It was not our, chil- our like, childhoods that were bad. It is not people, like, going back and trying to revive some of these franchises. It was the 90s. You can't trust that decade. There is going to be something in those movies that is terrible every single time. And, like, yeah, no, it's not that, like, all movies today are exempt from that. But, like, you'll just run back into the 90s and find out nobody gave a shit. Well, yeah, but at the same time, I think that that can be... Uh, like a positive to look back on now to see that there has been at least a little bit of progress in certain areas from then to now. So it's, I think we could all use a little hope and such in, in the world today. And all you have to do is watch your favorite childhood 90s movie, see the problematic parts and realize, well, at least that's not largely okay today. And and you get to sleep a little better that night, you know? I don't know, man. When it comes to, like... Silver linings, Justin. When it comes to, like, racism against indigenous people, that's that shit's still pretty prevalent in Hollywood. I mean, like, fucking Johnny Depp just played... Well, yeah, uh, okay, that's fair. I'm saying with us, like, our awareness. Mm. Like, I didn't... Well, we were, like... I think I was the same age as the Olsen twins. I think I, they're my age. And so I was, like, eight when this movie came well, yeah. out. I'm so flabbergasted by, like, how... Uh, their parents put them up to all this. Like, the the way... Okay, so basically, you know, we haven't said anything about what's, what's really happened. Um, oh, yeah, we should probably they, update you. They got, you know, uh, they discovered that the guy was going to build Cooley Land, and he was sort of revealed. They, they brought out that big business dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For a vacation, like, weekend or whatever, at the ranch. And they realized they... Well, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh... What's the guy's name? Bart. Bart, yeah. Bart Gafuli. Who, by the way, just found out was Principal Willard Craft in uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the the series. 
and I knew he looked familiar this whole time, but I, I finally put two and two together. Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, he, okay, so he's, of course, because he's a bad guy, he's, like, foiling every opportunity they, or every chance he gets, th- their ability to, to allow these business people to have fun. Right. And so they're basically just miserable and ready to quit when, um, you know, the, the Olsen twins get inspiration from their spirit guide, um, and... Anyway, they they go on a they've been this whole movie they've been talking about this secret like lost gold mine on the ranch, and so they decide to take these business people out on a expedition to find a secret gold mine. It's essentially a treasure hunt, which the um the main business dude mentioned like when he first got there that he loved this kind of thing as a kid, like he liked the idea of going out west for gold and. Uh, his that. favorite book was like Treasure Island or something. In any case, they they do find the lost gold mine, but it turns out to be fool's gold, and of course that's that's funny. They all fall into like this giggle fit for mm-hmm. some reason, and because of how much fun the big businessman had, uh, he agrees to not invest in Gafuli Land, but he will invest in the ranch. His and... first offer, though. Yeah, his, his his original offer was all he asked is 50% of the profits. The little girls are now savvy businesswomen, which, you know, they did turn out to be the Olsen twins. That's true. I yeah, mean, like, and... That's fair. And who can be surprised? They they needed to. They... To get out of making these fucking movies? Yeah. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, the Olsen twins in the movie... Uh, make a counter offer of 25%. He's like, sure, let's make it 10. Yeah. <laughs> well, this money hungry. It's not about city money. Slicker anymore. Business it's, about, man. it's about having fun. Right. Because this whole experience, the, the treasure hunt, and then finding the fool's gold, he was just like, I haven't had this much fun in a long time. And it's not about what you find, it's about the fun you have on the journey. And it's. I forgot oh about I forgot about that '90s trope too, like rich businessman discovers his heart. Yeah, like that was really really big in the '90s for sure. I feel like, and I just made I think sometimes it's really just the same things are probably around, but they they're not as on the nose as they were. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they probably have the same sort of trope. In and to be fair, movies, for the audience, that kind of thing wasn't yeah, it's not obvious. Like we're, it's not like we're out every day watching like whatever the modern version of the Olsen twins movies are. I don't think there is a modern equivalent really because like these movies were aimed at kids our kids' age. Mm-hmm. But like there are no movies I can think of that aren't animated that are like specifically sort of. Not that our kids like anyway. Yeah, I'm sure there are some that that's, like, the point of, but our kids are just refusing all things live action currently, Mm -hmm. which is... I can can get them to watch it if I sort of, like, put it on and ignore them complaining until they've had the five minutes required to get into it. Well, I, like, our oldest especially, we can, or I can get her into one for the first... 20 minutes but typically because they're used to cartoons like it you know after the first 20 to 30 minutes she's bored see i just i really want to figure out how i can get her into godzilla but godzilla movies just move so damn slow there's no way it's just too dated like if they made you too dated uh yeah the 1960 something or other version of godzilla is too dated 
This was made in 94. It too is dated, but it wasn't made in the 60s. You know, it's closer to 30 years old, 30 years old than 20 years old. What? This, this movie we just watched, How the West Was Fun. Okay, and Has how old is God? Old, but still not as old as you. So. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, I, what I'm saying is it would be too dated to mm. go back to the 1960-whatever version of Godzilla. And the more recent Godzillas just aren't like kid friendly at all. Well, I don't. I don't think like this. Like the most recent Godzilla, like the twenty fourteen one, mm-hmm. uh, are the most recent U.S. Godzilla anyway. Would scare her so much. I just think it would not hold her interest because of how slow it is. Like it takes forever to get around to see. Either yeah, Godzilla she wouldn't care about like the the drama mm-hmm. within relationships and all of that. Okay. So, I, are we have any closing remarks on how the West was fun? Um, no, you needed a win because it's been a while. I feel. Uh, so I graciously admit defeat. Though at Christmas time, mm. we there is another. Okay, you get to pick. Actually, we will make this decision later. But there is either double double toil and trouble that I'm gonna have us watch during the month of October. Or to Grandmother's House We Go. Or I think that's what it's called. It's something about going to Grandma's. Uh, that's another Olsen movie that's a Christmas movie. So you get to pick Olsen October or Olsen December. Mm. But I won't make you do both. My original plan was both. And, and, and now I'm being, again, gracious and kind. I think we might need to cancel this podcast. Oh, no. I don't know if I can sit through another one. No, well, I'm just kidding. Double, prob- double, toil and trouble. I'll go with the double, double, toil and trouble. I'll just go ahead and let you know that right now because I whatever we can do to make Christmas like less miserable will be like all to the good as far as I'm concerned. Well, that movie does make it less miserable in my opinion. Mm, the only thing that would make Christmas less miserable is if Christmas went away. In any case, uh, next week we're going to be doing what's the what's the theme we're going with next week? Um. We're each going to pick a movie that we're surprised the other has never seen. So I am going with Practical Magic with um, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. And Justin is... The Matrix. Yeah. I mean, I've meant to see it. (laughs) I just haven't. Uh, It's a little less surprising, I guess, that you haven't seen Practical Magic, but it's a good one. I mean, I know that it was like a really popular movie and I've probably been around it but no i haven't seen it same thing with you in the matrix like yeah um the matrix is it's interesting like i'm i'm almost afraid to watch it because i haven't seen the matrix in like 12 or 13 years so i'm afraid of what their like vision of the internet is gonna look like to me now (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um so um to wrap it up yes justin and the teenage mutant ninja turtles one also um you can follow us on uh at, on twitter you can follow us at two films pod uh instagram's at two films pod too mm-hmm. right we also have a facebook page mm-hmm. just search for two films in a pod and if you want to be super cool you can hit us up on patreon backslash two films pod we're still doing the our first 10 patrons uh get to run an episode by picking both movies for us so there's that and it would just be really helpful as far as i mean just renting the movies for the more obscure ones that aren't free yeah 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 so uh we will see y'all next week bye bye bye